Hello, friends. Uh, welcome back to the Root and Health Radio. I'm Courtney. I'm your host. For those of you that are from my old podcast, Hot Heel Girl, you're going to know and love our guest today very well. We have Emily. Actually, I was going to call you by your last name, your old last name. That's so funny. Emily Vaughn is here. <laughs> I was going to say Emily Bruckner. Um, she it's is okay. my former co host, right? Like, still bestie, MBSR practitioner, hormone guru. And I'm very excited to have her here. My first guest on this podcast, kicking it off in a familiar way. Hi, everyone. I am excited to be back. I miss Courtney. I miss chatting every week. So when she texted me, I was like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a lot less formal than I would do with most people being like, hey, be on the podcast. And you're like, cool. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> like old times. <laughs> Two texts were confirmed. No, All that good. was it. Yeah. Mom literally sends you a link this morning. Again, like old times. Like I wasn't mm -hmm. like, there was nothing professional about this, but that's okay. So okay. we had a routine. I, for the people that don't know you here, right? Like tell them about, I know I introduced you, but like tell them about you and what you do. So I am a transformational nutrition coach and MBSR practitioner. Um, I have been doing health coaching since 2019. And as everyone, it started from my own health journey. Um, yeah, you can go listen to my podcast if you want to hear more about that. Both Courtney and I did that on, yeah, when we were co-hosts on that podcast, did our story, but yeah, hormones are my passion because that's what I dealt with and just used myself as a guinea pig to fix everything. And people started asking me questions like, how are you doing this? So ended up going to school for it. And yeah, now we're here and I love it. I love helping people balance their hormones, painful periods, estrogen dominance, PCOS. If you deal with any of that, I got your back. Um, and recently just added in the MBSR, which I have been obsessed with. And I know Courtney does that as well. Like if you're here, you're probably also all about energy work. And yeah, I've just seen so many changes come from adding in MBSR to my practice. So one thing I just want to tell you right now, um, I just, you were talking about the painful period stuff. And I was like, I feel like you need a resource called painful periods be gone. But anyways, <laughs> besides that, um, so what the heck does emotional anything have to do with periods and painful periods and like healing them? Well, painful periods is often like a stagnant issue. I feel like, like your liver is stagnant, you know, your blood flow is stagnant and emotions block all of that stuff from flowing. And so everybody knows like you hold anger in your liver, but that's the most common emotion that people connect with an organ or something like that. Um, but you know, emotions can literally be connected to any type of organ. And I know a lot of your people are like gut health people. And so there you're holding emotions in your gut and you're like, it's kind of just like eating you from the inside. So all of those stagnant emotions, like those trauma things, even the things you say to yourself in your brain, um, all of those things block your body from everything flowing properly from everything releasing properly. So yeah, I think it just 
to me, from what I've seen, like I said, in my very small amount of time doing MBSR, it's, it's all been like a stagnant issue. Things just aren't flowing. Like you aren't releasing them. You aren't letting them go. And, you know, with the MBSR, your body is able to let go of all of those things. So, you know, then everything else that needs to release can also release. Yeah. But you did emotional release before. So like, don't, don't dismiss this. Like you've been doing, emotional I, I release did. For it a was while. a different, it was a different technique yeah. um, that I learned in school. It was more of like a, a deeper trauma release, I think. Um, and not everybody was as open to that technique because you did have to bring up, like talk through mm-hmm. more things and almost like relive the experience or the trauma or whatever. And so that wasn't everybody's jam. And I get that because that's not my thing either. Like I would rather, you know, if I don't have to, I would rather not bring up all the things because I feel like it just doesn't really benefit me at all. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, that's kind of why I fell in love with MBSR, but yeah, I did, did do that before MBSR. So I was not a stranger to energy work. It's also huge that you have both, because I feel like, I mean, I'm just a fan of every single clearing modality, right? Like Mm-hmm. the thing about me is if we can clear it we're gonna clear it, right like it doesn't matter how so it's just yeah huge and really exciting that you have multiple different modalities to use with your clients right because mm-hmm. also some people might be like I need something deeper yeah and MBSR does go deep but sometimes you need a let's be real talking it out is always a benefit too but yeah everybody resonates with something different so yeah. I um had someone the other day that was like literally came to me and they were like talk therapy is just not cutting it and I was like yeah most of the time it doesn't right like because you're just addressing things on a conscious level not on a subconscious level so like mm-hmm. a lot of the times you can't talk through well you can talk through trauma but like that doesn't release it from your body yeah 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 honestly I think both yeah no it's good for a, a lot of people because like you said yeah talking's great I love talking I think more people should talk <laughs> love to talk here coming from someone who uh that's probably where a lot of my trapped emotions come from is not talking about anything throat so, chakra energy yeah i did a lot of a lot of throat chakra work yeah i um was just about to touch on because you were like oh the things we say the things we think all the time let's let's get in there let's get into the subconscious mind let's get into the repeating thoughts patterns all that good stuff like let's dive in so mm-hmm. what are some common repetitive thoughts that people don't even realize that they're they're thinking all the time right like it's just an unconscious pattern that you've seen in relation to like hormone work the most common one is my period sucks. Mm. Like it hurts so much. Like I have to deal with it every month. I'm in so much pain. Mm -hmm. I can't do anything. And it's all these like, like pain and can't and all of that stuff. And you and I have talked about this so many times, but for all your listeners that are new, um, that's, you know, that's literally just kind of creating your reality in your brain. Mm-hmm. Like it's your, you're telling your brain that you're going to be in pain every month. You're telling your brain that you're going to have to be in bed. You're telling yourself that, you know, you're going to have these horrible cramps. You're not going to be able to move. You're not going to be able to go to work. 
And a lot of people use that as an excuse to mm-hmm. not have to go to work or not have to go to school or, you know, their partner will take care of them for the day and they don't have to do anything. And I think a lot of people like are not subconsciously aware that they're doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but are not consciously aware that they're doing that, yeah. but, you know, subconsciously in the back of your head, that's, you know, it's almost like a way for you, like I said, not to do anything, but it's a benefit. Yeah. 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 And it sounds like messed up because you're like, why would I want to be in all that pain? But you're like, you just said somewhere you're getting a benefit from it. So just shifting the way you think about your periods, Mm -hmm. like instead, like being grateful for them, because I used to do the same thing. I used to be like, oh, like I have to, like, it takes me out. I have to lay in bed. It sucks. It's awful. Like I'm sick. And literally when I shifted the way I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, like I, like, I want to go to work. I don't want to be sick. Like I want to be, I want to be healthy. I want to be fertile. I want to, you know, I'm grateful for my period when it shows up every month and literally I was obviously doing other stuff at the time too, but I feel like that was such a huge shift in, you know, when my hormone shift pivoted. Mm -hmm. And I always say it's literally 50% physical, 50% energetic, emotional, subconscious, right? Like I am not going to lie to you and tell you that I don't take supplements because I do. And I use them with my clients, but Mm -hmm. you're also not going to get there hundred percent of the way from the physical alone, right? Like that subconscious energetic emotional, whatever you want to call it, it all means the same thing. But it's Mm -hmm. interesting that you started to dive into the benefits. I love this. You know, this is one of my, this is one of my favorite topics when going over the benefits of staying sick, because it triggers the shit out of so many people when you say that. And I Mm -hmm. love the way you tiptoe around it because I won't. (laughs) (laughs) So I balance each other out. Um, Like I will go right for the jugular. Like what, like you need to sit down and be, and I need to be honest with people. Part of healing your body is brutal honesty with yourself Mm -hmm. and like radical honesty and taking ownership for things. Because if you fall into that victim role, that victim mindset, like you're just not going to heal from there. And I'm not saying that everything in your life is your fault. And like, yeah, there are circumstances definitely out of our control, but like at this point going forward, we can change them. Mm -hmm. So like we have to take radical responsibility and honesty. I'll always have people go into the benefits, the benefits of staying sick. And the first knee jerk reaction is always, why would I, why would I, why would why would I want to stay sick? I don't want to stay sick. Mm -hmm. Why would I spend money with you and work with you? I'm like, all right, all right. Like, we'll let you decompress. Like you'll go Mm -hmm. journal about this later because I understand how triggering it is because Mm -hmm. I too didn't see the benefits of staying sick until honestly, like six months later, like it took me a while to really like, I'm a stubborn bitch. Like I had to beat it into myself that like, okay, there is some subconscious benefit. Yeah. And the subconscious mind will always choose the familiar, even if the unfamiliar is better, right? Because familiar is safe. Familiar is what it knows. The unfamiliar is better, right? So like, if you can't prove to yourself that Like if you can't prove to yourself that this like is, is a danger to you staying in the familiar, you're never going to go to the unfamiliar. You're never going to be able to heal. You're never going to be able to get that better. Right. Healing's a million times better 
but your body knows your current reality and it's like, cool, we're fine here. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. see that you're miserable in it because you see benefits out of it. So I know that for gut health people, and I feel like there are probably hormone people that are similar. Let's just be real. A lot of women that get sick are go, go, go type A type of people and they don't want to rest. And so for your period, like you said, it would be like a day off of work. Someone takes care of you. It's the same thing for your gut. So I see so many people that the benefit is that they don't have to work. The benefit is they don't have to go to things they don't want to. They're yes people. And they they say yes to everything. And then, oh, surprise, can't go now, right? Like it gives you an excuse. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, well, what if we just started saying what we want? What if we just started mm-hmm. actually doing what we want? Taking yeah. off days when we're exhausted, you know, like, wow. Mm-hmm. take off and, days and that's what you know yeah that's what you're supposed to do like before your period anyway so yeah no shit your body is telling you to slow down like it's just like giving out when you get your period because you're like you said they're type a they're go 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 they exercise all the time like doing cardio they're doing hit all of these things and you really should be slowing down the week before your period Like I get it. Like you have life, you have to do your job, whatever, but maybe you don't have to do all these extra things. You don't have to go to a workout class every day, the week before your period. Maybe you can just like walk instead, but literally just slow down the week before your period and see what happens. So it's funny you bring this up because I follow a couple of influencers that are cycle syncing and that's huge and so exciting that they are getting that education out there because they have relatively mainstream platforms, right? Like the people that are getting drawn to them are not the people that are getting drawn to us. So mm-hmm. great. We love more exposure to cycle sinking, but so many of them say how terrible they're either one of two, their ovulation or their luteal phases, like terrible. And I want you to speak to that because let's be real. We shouldn't be, I mean, your energy is going to ebb and flow, but like you shouldn't be feeling terrible that bad at any point in in your cycle correct mm-hmm. like am, am I wrong am I missing no <laughs> no yeah the ovulation ones are always interesting to me because um it's always like I feel like something random or different for everyone yeah. for the ovulation ones like when you feel bad around your period it's a lot of the times the same symptoms but yeah when I see people for ovulation things it's um Yeah. It's usually oftentimes stress related. I feel like, because you really shouldn't be feeling bad during ovulation. That's when you're all your progesterone and everything is the highest, you know, your happy hormones are all there. They're pumping. You should be feeling good. You should be looking good. Like you should be feeling social. Um, but yeah, that's when I would look into definitely, definitely getting your hormone levels checked, like with a test, not just guesswork there. Um, and also look at your stress levels because I feel like that's a huge issue. And also look at where your phases fall with the moon cycle, because sometimes that does have an effect also. So we're people of the moon. What do you, it is what it is. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, think about how 
everybody should know this, like it's basics, but think about how the moon, you know, pulls the tide. Your whole body's made of water. Your period is obviously, it's a flow the same way as water is going to be. So the moon is going to affect that also. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, that's like one of the first things I tell people, like, does your ovulatory phase fall on the new moon or the full moon? Because that has an effect into what's going on. Mm -hmm. But yeah, usually, like I said, it's stress when it's ovulatory phase or one of your hormones are way off because like I said, you should not be feeling that. And also I think because you said you're seeing it from like cycle syncing influencers, if you're really following cycle syncing to a T, you shouldn't be having those issues unless your hormones are still really off because cycle syncing will majorly help balance your hormones out very gently, very well. Um, just, you know, like I said, by following all those things. So Mm -hmm. yeah, if you're having ovulation issues, please look into a saliva and a urine test. The Mm -hmm. Dutch test is my favorite, but there's also other ones out there as well. So what about people that feel like absolute trash bags during their luteal phase? Luteal phase. That's the most common one. (laughs) I know, but still like that bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, again, stress. You're probably over-exercising, under-eating. That's the main thing I see. Everybody thinks they're eating enough. Everybody is not eating enough. <laughs> Courtney and I will both grind this We have this like seven podcasts on yeah, this. Until the end go of back, the earth. <laughs> you go back to the Hot Heel Girl podcast. We literally have probably talked about this six or seven times. <laughs> yes, yes. But it's it's so basic, but that's, I know. that's what everybody is, having, is struggling with. And yeah. that's literally the most common thing I see is I get women to up their protein, up their calorie intake, and magically a lot of their symptoms go away Mm -hmm. because your body needs more calories in the luteal phase. It's preparing to shed your uterus lining. It's preparing to go through all of these things. It takes extra energy to do all of that. Mm -hmm. It needs more calories. Like when you get super hungry and like cravings and all of the things, um, cravings can mean different things like minerals missing, whatever. But when you get super hungry, there's a reason for that. And, you know, eat, <laughs> eat. yes, eat the food, maybe not like just chocolates and chips because, you know, that's, that's just going to be empty calories essentially, but it eat, your, like protein, they need eat your steak. Yes. If you're craving chocolate and sugar, you need magnesium. And honestly, most people, if you're having a painful period or a crappy luteal phase, you need magnesium anyway. I mean, realistically, I feel like everyone needs magnesium. Like I take magnesium regularly and still sometimes I don't think I have enough magnesium, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the different blends too, because like sometimes I think people get enough, they take like one kind for a long time. Like that was me. I was taking the glycinate for a while and, you know, then I was feeling like it wasn't working as well. And so I switched to like a different blend because there's different mm-hmm. types of magnesium. They all do different things. Yeah. There's like five or six different types. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I also find if you are like, Oh, I don't feel like buying new stuff. You could also just regularly take like magnesium baths or Epsom salt baths. Mm-hmm. I take the magnesium flake ones by ancient minerals and Epsom salts. So I'm getting multiple different types of magnesium in and cause yeah. Epsom salts could be a laxative depending on who you are. So like, mm-hmm. you know, just Maybe yeah. not a whole bath full of them. 
<laughs> whatever. Yeah. I love my mini magnesium baths. Love oh, them. I know. It's so funny. Cause, uh, my fiance plays uh, volleyball like once a week and I just take a bath that night I was like I kind of like sometimes I don't know what to do so I'm like I'm just gonna take a bath and listen to a podcast and he's like but I love that for you and I'm like I could like go out or do something but like let's be real that ain't that ain't the vibe yeah um Reedy usually works on like Fridays or Saturday nights and so I'm like hmm, I'm just gonna take a bath <laughs> like, like just... most people go out on the weekends I'm like I would rather be at home read my book take a bath go to bed. I got a Kindle. I don't think I told you. I actually am obsessed with it. I like, I'm not a big Amazon supporter. I don't like to support them the most. I'd rather support smaller companies, but I got a Kindle because I travel the most. And if you don't know this about me yet, because this is literally podcast three, you'll learn. I travel every six weeks to a month. And so carrying multiple books when you travel is the worst. So like one Kindle, Mm -hmm. I was like, even if I hate it, I just use it to travel. And I have like eight books in one but I love it. I go back and forth on, I don't know. Cause I'm like on screens all the time. And like, do I want to read on a screen? But I yeah. also don't travel as much as you. So I can see from the traveling aspect. I was also the same way where I didn't know if I'd like reading on a screen, but I do love that I can read while I'm walking on the treadmill super easily. Cause like holding a book, super cumbersome. And then yeah versus like the Kindle one, it's really thin. So it just like sits there on the treadmill and you just tap to flip the page. So Mm -hmm. I love that personally. Yeah. The thing I think I would like is the Libby app connects to your Kindle. Yeah. And so you can like read the books from your library. Well, it's also even funnier because I'm a big rom-com romance novel gal and literally all the mainstream ones are like, I'm 78th on the list for the Libby app. I guess I also live in a small state, so it's different because you get access to all the libraries in your state. Delaware, I don't know. There's like 10 libraries probably. There probably aren't that many. It's not a big state. There's under a million people. And so Texas, you probably have a lot more access to a lot more things. I don't think we get access to all of the libraries. It's all the libraries in our county, as far as I know, which is still like four libraries. I'm literally not joking. It's four or five libraries in our county, but... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have a very big library. The the like I won't go to the library. I just don't like the library. I also don't particularly love used books. It's just a weird thing about me. They smell. They smell used. It's it's fine. So I spend a lot of money buying books and it's like a pain in the ass. So like the Libby app is really amazing. And also I have Kindle Unlimited. And there aren't the I would say there's a decent amount of books on Kindle Unlimited. And again, I get that I'm paying them every single month, but whatever. But the first three months were free. So yeah. I've had free books for three months and that's amazing. And that's only $10 a month, which is totally worth it. Yeah. Especially if you're buying books anyway. That's what I'm saying. Like $10 a month is my book budget. Like that wasn't my book budget before. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I was, I was spending more than that. I was getting them on like mostly book outlet and like on sale and stuff, but it was not $10, but okay. So that was fun. Now, you know more about me. Um, <laughs> I had a thought and then it left because we were getting into the thick of things but listen so I follow like I said I follow some influencers and like I'm I'm I feel like everyone's in their hormone healing era maybe it's because we're like almost 30 and everyone's realizing that they've jacked themselves up in these last 10 years I'm not joking I feel like everyone our age is like oh my hormones are so out of whack I've had a lot of friends come up to me recently because 
I mean, I don't know the most about hormones, but more than the normal person, obviously, and be like, oh, I've gotten off of birth control and now I'm using my aura ring to track my cycle. I know, crazy. Like, I got That's what I was just going to say, because everyone our age, when you say you're feeling like everyone is having hormone issues, I'm like, it's because everyone is getting off birth control because they're like, yeah, we're getting closer to 30. We might start wanting to have babies soon, or you're already wanting to start having babies. And you're like, yeah, we'll just get off of birth control and we'll have our baby. And then everyone's realizing it's taking them at least six months to actually regulate their system. Yeah. Because surprise, surprise, birth control is not supposed to be a long-term solution the way it has for, I feel like our generation, we're like the guinea pigs for long-term birth control almost before Mm -hmm. us, people weren't going on it at like 16, 15 for like periods and acne. And I mean, for some people sex, right? Let's just call it what it is. And that amount of artificial hormones in your system for that amount of time has not yeah. been tested. Like we are the guinea pigs. We're the, well, you and I are the control group, right? Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, well, I was, I was on birth with... control for two months. So maybe I'm not the control group, but you are the control group. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. I was never on birth control. Like, thank God for my mom, because, you know, like, if I had, if she was not the way that she was, I'm sure a doctor would have just put me I'm sure. on birth control immediately. But I, yeah. It's yeah. crazy. The amount of people that are like, oh, I'm tracking my cycle. And wow, I didn't realize that when you're re-regulating one, they feel like garbage because you're going to, your body's going through a withdrawal of artificial hormones. And it's also trying to figure out what the fuck to do. Mm-hmm. We talk yeah, about that's how- the thing with birth control is it is all artificial. It's blocking your body's natural production mm-hmm. of hormones. That's what birth control does. Like you, the period that you're having on birth control is not actually a real period, which I think is bullshit. I'm like, if you're going to be blocking everything anyway, just like, no, let's not have a period. Like why? <laughs> well, it's because it tricks people. That's exactly know, why. Because they, yeah. they want people to like, it's, it's just a withdrawal yeah. bleed. Yeah. They want people to think like, oh, everything's fine. Like it's chill. I'm just not going to get pregnant. Like that's all. And people are like, I got my, the, the funniest, I got my period. I know that I'm not pregnant. And I'm like, you didn't get a period. Yeah. <laughs> you literally don't have a period when you're on birth control. It's not mm-hmm. a real period. And no one knows that. Yeah. Tell the people, yes. Emily, tell them. <laughs> so if, if you've been on it since you're like, 16 or even some of these girls getting on it at 13 or 14 that's so sad and you're now 27 28 29 that's that's over a decade that you've been on birth control and blocking your body's natural production of hormones so if you get off of it i know a handful of people that get their period back right away i don't know like what their hormone levels look like fair i don't know what the, what's going on there but the majority of people that I know that get off of it when they've been on it for that long don't get a period. If they do, it's absolutely awful because, you know, like you said, your body's trying to figure out what to produce, what's how much on? to produce, like what's going on in your body, like where, like what does it need? Um, like, are we safe? Are you stressed out? And again, if you're wanting to get pregnant and you're trying to get pregnant and nothing's happening or your cycle's crazy, you're going to be stressed out about it. And that is not going to help 
your hormones either, because as I've talked about a million times, your body shuts your reproductive system off first when it's stressed, because it is not essential to you staying alive. It is essential to bringing life into the world, but it's not essential for you. And so if you're stressed about, about your reproductive system, it isn't just not going to help anything. And it's just, it's literally a shit show. Yeah. Literally the first things to go are hair, skin, and nails mm-hmm. <laughs> and your hormones. Those are the, yep. like the last least essential things to your body, right? Like mm-hmm. you don't rely on them to live. You can still live yeah. your life and not have a period. Let's be real. You have for a decade. Um, mm-hmm. So the last thing to happen is the hormones regulate. Again, yep. this is new to people on here. Sorry. The absolute, it's one of the last things. And like some people, mm-hmm. my hair is falling out. I'm like, that's one of the last things to happen too, because your body sees no need for you to have a full head of hair. Yep. Um, but I do think you're right that people it, like we're seeing it more and more because people are trying to get pregnant who could blame them. And then they're mm-hmm. researching on their own, which I love because a lot of these people just like regular mainstream people researching on their own and realizing, holy fuck, I've done this for 10 years. Let's just hope everything's fine, right? Let's hope I can come off of birth control. I can regulate my cycle. It isn't too terrible, which I know for a lot of people, it is very like they're, they're like, I, I, it's six months of like random pains, luteal phase is terrible. My periods are awful. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Or people will just like bleed for a couple weeks at a time. And yeah. Yeah. And I feel like this is more of, I'm shifting the conversation to a need for preconception work. I mm-hmm. don't know how to stress it enough that if you are bringing a child into this world, do your best to not put your shit onto them. Yeah. Toxins. Yeah. I'm actually emotions. working with a couple, a couple of people right now. And that's like their whole thing is they're like, I like kids are not in the plans for a few years, but I want to have my cycle regulated now. Yeah. So when I'm ready. I'm ready and I could just have kids. And I'm like, I love that. Like, I wish, I wish more people were doing that. And Mm -hmm. honestly, I'm so sad for the people that have been on birth control for that long and then come off of it and want to have a baby right away. And it doesn't happen. It just makes me like my heart hurts for them because they didn't, like, they didn't know. They thought, you know, they're just following their doctor's advice. And yeah, it just makes me so mad. I know it's sad. And I, I agree where like, I feel like most people in this world are doing their best, right? When you listen to your doctors, Mm -hmm. that's because that's all you know. And then all of a sudden (laughs) you find out shit that wasn't the best thing for me, which Mm -hmm. most things, I don't listen to doctors. Sorry, not sorry. I've been this way since I was a small child and got sick. I think (laughs) 11 year old me stopped listening to doctors. So (laughs) Courtney, it's just like, (laughs) like, fuck you guys. (laughs) They told me to get a flu shot when I literally had a liver disease because I was a compromised person. I was like, screw you. You're putting needles in me every two weeks. I'm not getting it. And my mom was like, okay, she put, cause I didn't push back. She pushed back. We're not doing it. Surprise, surprise. Denise hates shots now. Here I am. But besides the point, I also want to talk a little bit. I feel like this here, I, we're brainstorming things for your business because I feel like you should do a preconception package with emotional clearings and just like a Dutch I was going to, I, yeah, I was gonna mention that. Um, 
when you were talking about the birth control and stuff. Are we and, pulling a package together for and, you right now? The str- I'm just like getting business coaching during the podcast. It's cool. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but yeah, the the emotional aspect, because I was talking about all the stress, and that's another thing where I see the emotional work tie into the hormone work. And 100%. I haven't experienced this personally yet. Um, I hope that happens one day, but I have seen other MBSR practitioners do clearings on people and they get pregnant in a few months. And I'm like, that is so amazing. Like, that's just so cool. And you know, it's people that have been on IVF, they've done all the things Mm -hmm. and it's literally clearing out that, you know, either maybe it's like a a trauma tied to your birth. Maybe it's a trauma from when you were little or something connected to your mom, like where maybe you're subconsciously nervous to be a parent, you know? And that's where I think the emotional clearing tied to that can be so beneficial, especially if you are struggling to get pregnant, there's going to be a lot of emotions there and Mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of things going on. So. Yeah. I've had two separate clients where I have, well, so we worked together one-on-one, right. And they both were struggling to get pregnant and they were like, we want to get pregnant soon. So we're going to work with you. And I'm like, yes. Like we love when people say that when they're like, we want to, we want to get pregnant soon. And so I was like, listen, I'm going to be like transparent with you. Give me six months. Give me six months. I know we might need more than that, but like, give me six months and we'll do some, we did some deep parasite work, some mold and metals. And like, they did clearings every month. And then literally we're like, okay, well, I'm going to start going on a prenatal towards the end of us working together just because we know we're going to start in like a couple months. I was like, cool, whatever. Literally their first try. They were like, I thought we were going to have trouble because she had like BV and UTIs since she was 16 and she was like 25. So she was Mm -hmm. like, I've had 10 years of that. Like, I really thought I was going to have a hard time getting pregnant because of all of that trauma that she was holding in her womb her let's be real just the whole entire female reproductive system had trauma because of all of the things she had been through for 10 years and they got pregnant Mm -hmm. on their first try and I was like yeah not that this is a miracle but yeah kind of like let's be Mm -hmm. real the fact that you have all of that junk and we do the clearings we do the physical work we do all of it and like and it was two separate clients that the same thing happened they were like we're pregnant what are you talking I'm like see (laughs) yeah neither I mean neither you or I are in like preconception work specifically or fertility work but (laughs) when that stuff happens it's just like such I feel like it's the best testimony it really is when people are like I got pregnant and I have four clients right now that are pregnant and I'm like well we love Mm -hmm. that and none of them none of them actually it was in their plan like it was in their plan eventually. They knew again in a year, in two years, but then like they started doing all of this work and then not gonna lie, they weren't safe, whatever. That's what happens when you're not safe <laughs> when you have sex. And with their, it was all husbands or fiancés. So everyone was super happy, but yeah, like you'll get pregnant when the time is right. If you do all of the good stuff. Mm-hmm. I know neither of us are in preconception, but who knows, maybe we'll get into it once we have children someday, which for both of us is not anytime soon. No, (laughs) not anytime soon. I feel like you'll be before me, honestly. Will I? I don't know. You talk about it more than I do. So maybe it's because that's fair. I like totally am anchored into and want to be a mom, but for me, it actually won't be for at least another four years. I say 32 at the earliest. 
Yeah, that's about what I'm thinking. So yeah, we'll just be pregnant at the same time. Yeah, we'll have we'll have little babies together. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, hell, I'm planning a wedding. I, right I now. need We're someone gonna... to be pregnant with because by then all my friends will be like. Honestly, kids will be like 10 honestly same because i feel like everyone's getting pregnant right now and i'm like yep fuck mm-hmm. yeah the last of our friends that were like our single friend club they're having a baby in april so we're like no <laughs> we're losing all of our <laughs> just move up <sighs> it's here funny. it's fine mm, i like texas though yeah i know you don't want to be wearing not necessarily my right area but i still like texas I don't think I could convince Reed to move to Delaware. Well, Pennsylvania. It's a place to be somebody. Um, <laughs> no, I actually have a funny clearing story because I, I was clearing with someone who they were trying to get pregnant and like she had dealt with a lot of health issues for a while and she was only seeing me for MBSR and she was like, I, we just, we want to get pregnant. Like I w- try to work with people, but nothing got better. So like, we're just going to get, try and work on getting pregnant. And I was like, whatever. I mean, I would tell you to do some more physical stuff, but that's totally fine. And one thing that came up in her clearing was a block to male genitalia. And I was like, or the male reproductive system. And I was like, okay, this sounds stupid, but like, obviously like you're, you have female reproductive system. And she's like, yeah, I actually really hate the male reproductive system right now because she's like, I have such a negative connotation with it because we're trying to get pregnant and like sex is painful and so we are do- doing it like all the time and it's not fun and I was like well maybe that's where that block came from because <laughs> I was so bizarre to ask her I was like um so <laughs> why is this coming up that was a funny one I left out loud and she was like no I don't like the male reproductive system right now and I was like I can see that yeah I had a clearing on myself where the female reproductive system came up and literally the emotion was overwhelmed. <laughs> well, I'm just like, you're like, I deal with it too much. I talk too much about periods and reproduction. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was like a month where I had had a more painful period. I think like I hadn't had one in a really long time. And I mm-hmm. think it, all the MBSR clearings was just like detoxing a ton of stuff. And so that's like, if you have a random painful period, it's probably because you're just detoxing a bunch but yeah and it was just like yeah and I was feeling just like I think overwhelmed in general with a lot of things but yeah just tied to that and cleared it all and now we're good that's good we love that I know (laughs) any sort of clearings are huge do you do them Mm. every day on yourself not every day I actually haven't done one done them as much as I was but I was just thinking it was like I need to need to start doing them more often again like I was for a while because I was just feeling so good well because especially like because you're doing the level one clearing so those are like a couple minutes that's not that ain't gonna take you a long time I rarely do level two clearings on myself because it takes it usually me. takes me like 20 minutes to test everything because it's it's very rare that I get less than three categories that I need yeah. to clear so like once I test like all the specific emotions but yeah, if I don't you, test the specific emotions, then I'm just like, blah, blah, blah. But I always want to know. So <laughs> you're like, no, I need more. That's fair. When I do yeah. the emotion mixes, I don't necessarily do the specific emotions. I don't, I'm like, yeah. I right. mean, I probably will get to a point where I don't, but right now I'm like, I want to know everything. <laughs> I don't blame you. I'm like, yeah, five minute clearing is easy because then yeah. when I get to like the full level two clearings, I 
don't do them on myself because they take me to go through the whole entire notebook, like 45 minutes. And I'm not doing that. I'll pay yeah. someone to do that. I will. Uh, like, that's one of those things where like the money is so worth the time that it takes mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Did you see the the thing in the MBSR community where you can like swap sessions with practitioners? They have like a a form or something. I saw the email and then I moved on because I forgot, but I meant to okay. do that. It was one of those. Yeah. Cause most of them were level two and three practitioners. So like, I don't think they're going to want to swap with <laughs> you never know the level one, but yeah, I always swap, um, level one clearings with my one friend. Cause like we don't do the specific emotions. So it sh- it'll be like a five minute clearing. We'll be like, Oh, I need this. Can you, and we'll take text back and forth. Okay. Can you just clear me real quick? Just like a mini clearing. Yeah. I think she's a level three practitioner. That's why. But I'm like, no, just a mini clearing. Don't worry. I don't need that much of your time. I need like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, fun times. Yeah. You can, we, been... can do, we can start doing that little five minute clearings on each other. Totally. I'm down. You don't need to do specific emotions for me unless you want to. That's a you thing. I'll clear your spine for you. <laughs> uh, the Actually, I probably, I probably need the spinal clearing. Spine has been my literal favorite thing. That and... I have been had so many people that said their relationships have gotten so much better since doing MBSR. Like, are you clearing just, disresonance for them, or just no? You're just doing regular with clearance. a couple of people. I did, but no, just like, it, um, yeah, just everything else was just clearings from them. I have, I have this one, um, girl. Like, she is doing all of the work, like all of the follow-up exercises. And she's just like doing so good. And she's just like doing all these things on her own too. But she has just like seen leaps and bounds of improvement. I'm like blown away by her testimonials every time when she sends me stuff. And yeah. And she's like, my husband and I were like playing more, we're laughing, we're communicating. She's like, I feel like I can tell him things that I would otherwise keep bottled up inside. And she's like, and I can communicate, you know, like all of these feelings that I'm having, I can communicate to him how I'm feeling. And normally I would never be able to do that. And she's like, and we're just like, we feel so much more compatible. And she's like, even with my girls, like I'm having so much more patience with them. Like, I'm just, you know, like, I feel like I'm able to take care of myself and give myself the time I need, but also still take care of my family. And she's like, before I was just like, would get too overwhelmed and I would feel guilty for taking care of myself. And yeah, her testimony was my favorite because she's just like putting in so much work, but there's been a handful of other people too, that have told me kind of the same thing. Like my husband and I are playing more, like our communication so much better. So you're probably clearing some blocks to feeling those positive emotions. Let's be real. Like that's what people Mm -hmm. don't get is like, you're not just clearing negative emotions, like overwhelm or pessimism or anger or whatever, Mm -hmm. but you're also clearing blocks too, which I guess if you haven't, if you've gotten a clearing, you know, you're clearing blocks to fully feeling joy and love and motivation and things like that. Like, yeah, it can be really helpful for all of the above. Mm-hmm. honestly in a lot of people I clear more positive emotion blocks than I do negative emotions mm-hmm. and for whatever reason like people are having such a hard time being Holy, open to yeah. feeling emotions I also feel like that's one of the biggest pieces of the healing journey for so many people it's 
fully getting in touch with your body and feeling emotions because when you resent your body and like if you've been through health issues for years like so many people do like you kind of shut down a little and like you don't want to feel as deeply because feeling as deeply for you mm-hmm. you know it's been correlated with being sick yeah so I find that so many people part like and- a whole part of that process is coming back to their body and allowing themselves to fully feel a full spectrum of emotions again right yeah it's definitely a safety thing because I was like that like you just you close yourself off to keep yourself safe. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, no, I don't want to. Cause if you numb the lows, you're also numbing the highs. Right. So like it just, you're only allowed to feel this small spectrum of emotions versus like the high highs, the low lows, because you're like, screw that. The lows were terrible. I don't want to feel that way again. And like, I understand, but then you're numbing all the good things too, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. I, f- I felt that way at one point too. So I totally understand. It's where like, oh, I don't want to feel things this deeply, like all this pain. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> all this. But like, I feel like after, you know, cl- doing the MBSR clearings, I don't feel, I don't feel an- as anxious anymore. I don't feel as overwhelmed anymore. Like I feel like I can tolerate the the bad things or the negative things so much better. Yeah. Cause your nervous system is growing its capacity, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, again, a huge other aspect of healing is growing your nervous system capacity to be able to handle things again. Like, you're like, no, it's not going to be as hard because I know that I'm going to bounce back. Nervous Mm -hmm. system's a wild place. Subconscious mind's a wild place. You know, I'm like, there's a lot of things going on in there. Mm -hmm. It's cultivating that safety in your body. Like, it's safe because it knows that it will be able to bounce back. Mm-hmm. okay is there anything else you want to chat about I don't think so this was I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more we could just go on and on about but I mean I can have you on and we can just riff yeah <laughs> we love that we love riffing off the cuff we love the tangents we'll, do, we'll just do like a every couple months so we don't miss Welcome. each other too much. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> my co-host, not my co-host, you know? Yeah. Just alternating co-hosts. Yeah. This was just to have the people get to know you and to hear about hormones and periods, because like I said, it is so prevalent for so many people our age. Mm-hmm. So yes, it is. Yeah. Everyone's married and a bunch of them are trying to have kids. Even like I said, even if you're not trying to have kids, if you want to do your prep work now, work on it now, truly. Yeah, I tell. Oh gosh. So you, truly. so you're not 30 or 32, and wanting to have a baby then, but end up having to wait until you're 35 because it takes that long for your hormones to balance. Mm-hmm. So, and like we said, now get your husbands on your prep work. All the things. It, <laughs> Male fertility is a whole nother topic, but it is. Yeah. I obviously I'm not gonna lie, the woman's more important because they're living in your womb, but the man is very important as well. Yeah. Like sorry, their woman's more important. You're the home for nine. Well, hundred percent, hundred percent. But <laughs> if you are struggling to get pregnant, you know, don't just don't just feel like it's all on you. Like don't just look at yourself. You know, get your husband involved in preconception work too. And do your emotional clearings because the baby is going to live in your vessel for nine months. So they do feel your emotions and they Mm -hmm. do take on that 
it is scientifically proven. I yeah. do believe that babies can be born with the mom's trauma, even the grandma's trauma, because it's just all connected. So yeah, they live yeah. in your womb for nine months. Do that healing before, before you have your kids. Yeah, <laughs> or they will heal you themselves. So I've been told <laughs> they will force you to. We don't know much about that, that, but we believe people. <laughs> we do. Okay, yeah. where can the people find you? You can find me at Emily Joy Wellness pretty much everywhere. Website, Instagram is most active. Yeah, I was about to say, what about you? <laughs> And what's your podcast name? You can find my now solo podcast at the Hot Heel Girl Podcast. I still it's currently on back holiday. To it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even just like the couple solo episodes I did, I'm like, if you want to hear more about this, go listen to Courtney and I talk about this. But oh. I, I link back to it all the time because I'm like, yes, this podcast's gonna be similar, mm-hmm. different, whatever you want to call it. I'm not gonna have all the same conversations. Yeah. Yeah, That's how life works. So, <laughs> hi, if you want some of those links, go back and you can hear them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Holiday vacation, but she'll be back in January. She will be back in January. <laughs> Hot Heel Girl comes back in January. Hot Heel Girl Party <laughs> 1. Aw. Just Hot Heel Girl. We're still Hot, Hot- Heel Girls. It's just Hot Heel Girls on two parallel train tracks I don't know the same it's Um, I'm glad you didn't trademark it because I'm still using it go for it (laughs) okay I know the people loved you and if you like this episode leave a rating and review you know you can also always find again Emily hot heel girl I I talk plenty on there too so (laughs) probably more than me (laughs) Well, what are you going to do about it? 100% more than I'm, me. I'm a chatty Kathy. My, this throat chakra is open. <laughs> okay. So, bye guys. This is fun. <laughs>